holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Buddha said that. That's what like holding on to these things. Like sometimes people did us wrong and we're so mad at them, we're angry at them. And it doesn't mean we have to uh, like what happened to us, but we accept it and we need to get rid of it because we don't want to hold that weight on us. Because chances are that person's not thinking about us, right? Welcome to the Fit in 42 Life Podcast. Fitness, lifestyle, community, and getting better every day. All right, welcome back to the Fit in 42 Life Podcast. I'm Jerry and I am not, I am not here with my man Ryan today. I am sorry, guys. He just finished 75 hard and... You know what happens? You go 75 days of just going all out, super strict, everything. And then when you put stuff in your body that's not used to being there, sometimes you get sick and sometimes he's under the weather today. And shout out to Ryan. We miss you, man. And I'm looking across this table and I don't see you and it, it doesn't feel right. Anyway, the show has to go on. So Fit and 42 Universe, please... Bear with me today. Hopefully I can do an okay job for you. So let's, let's get started. So tomorrow is Thanksgiving. I know last episode we talked about Thanksgiving, but it's so hard not to talk about Thanksgiving. It's tomorrow. It's my favorite holiday. And I love that it's just about being with people you care about, spending time with them, having great conversation, not having to get them gifts and just buy them stuff just because that's what you're supposed to do. It's just about relationships and enjoying people. So hopefully you guys get to do that tomorrow. And uh, we're very thankful for all the Fit and 42 universe and everyone out there. So thank you for listening. And and here goes. So, all right, we're going to start off with a question that I hear from our members all the time. And the question is, Jerry, what is the best diet to follow? And what do you guys think? What do you guys think? It's keto. You guys think it's um, intermittent fasting. You think it's uh, the South Beach diet. Which one is it? And the one I tell people is the best diet to follow and the best results you'll get is the one you're going to follow to a T. So what happens is, and then you're like, that's it. That's the best diet. Well, yeah, because they all work. It's just that you get bored or you tweak them and you, you do things your way and then they start, they stop working. They all work if you follow them the way they're supposed to be done. And it's that commitment to it. And then, but we're humans, we get bored. We try to um, tweak it our way. I know, I know better. I'm going to do it this way or whatever. So my answer to that question, guys, is whatever diet you're looking to start and do, just see it through and try to commit to it. And then if we're going to go a little deeper with this question is if you can think about food and you're eating as not being on a diet and just the way it is, that's how you're going to be long-term success. And that's a, that's a whole different conversation. That wasn't the member question, but if you could just say, yeah, people are like, Hey, what diet are you on? You're like, no, not a diet. It's just the way I eat. But the question was about diets and whatever you're going to follow and you commit to just follow it. All right. So here we go, guys. The topic of the day where this podcast will be a little quick today. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, the topic is being thankful even when it's hard. And there was a really great documentary. 
on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still there, but it was Tony Robbins. I am not your guru. That was the name of it. And it's really powerful. Like the dude is a monster. The dude is like, he's, I think he's in his sixties and he just goes when he does these conferences, he just goes for like 10 hours a day. I'm not sure. I've never been to one, but it looks intense. And it follows his journey of throwing one of his conferences and he's so powerful, but one of the moments in it, like knocked me right off my seat. I was like, holy cow, it was really powerful to me because it really resonated with my, my story and my, my upbringing was this girl was get, gets up and she was talking about how angry she is at her dad and how she can't get over it. And he was never there and he divorced his mom, her mom. And she was just so angry and she can't seem to break out of that funk she was in because of her father. And Tony goes up to her and he's like, well, look at you. Like you're a strong woman. Like you're here. And he talks about, like he starts asking her about what she's doing with her life and all this stuff. And he's like, you should thank your dad. She's like, what? She's like, you should go right home or call him up and thank him because he made you who you are today. And sure, it sucks. And sure, you went through a lot of stuff to get here. But without that, you're not who you are. And look at you. And it was like, whoa, like a huge, powerful moment because I'm sure a lot of people listening, kid, like we, we have past anger. We have things that happened in our life that weren't fair, that affected us, and we're, um, we're holding on to it. But this helps us reshape how we think about things. And now we're not the victim anymore. And I was like, oh my God. And so there's a great quote that I, I, have, I heard. So I did some research to find it again. And it's holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Buddha said that. And that's what like holding on to these things. Like sometimes people did us wrong and we're so mad at them. We're angry at them. And it doesn't mean we, we have to uh, like what happened to us or, or but we accept it and we need to get rid of it because we don't want to hold that weight on us. Because chances are that person's not thinking about us, right? And so that quote really hit me too. And so my story is, give you a little history. So both my parents were, I believe they were, you know, they were young and doing drugs and alcohol and my dad gets clean. My mom tried, but my dad gets custody of my brother and myself. So, which is rare, the man gets custody. So my mom is a wonderful woman, just struggled with substance abuse and she was a very loving mom. So my dad gets custody, which is a very admirable thing to do and gets married within like a year to a lady that didn't really want my brother and myself, but that's what happened. And then they get divorced like nine months later. At my dad's, and he's might be single for like six months. Mind you, I'm like six at the time now. He gets married again within within like a year, and that was for about uh, ten years. He stayed married, and another woman comes into a life that doesn't necessarily want my brother and myself, and she wasn't very kind to us. 
and very mentally abusive, not physically abusive. We had a good upbringing as far as like um, probably upper middle class, middle middle class. So it wasn't like we were, we struggled with finances. It was just <laughs> all the stuff that really matters, like the love and the affection and things like that. So my dad had the whole like um, mindset of, I don't want to be alone. I need help with these boys. The woman comes in, she takes care of them, gives them, basically takes control of the situation. And I'm going to be at work and do my thing and see you later. And so that was 10 years of that. And it wasn't a very enjoyable experience for my brother and myself. Then, so it was, and then when I turned 18, my mother came in my life again. So I didn't see my mother from like six to 18-ish. And that was really hard. And she was battling drugs and alcohol. She gets clean, comes into my life, and it was wonderful. And then grand opening night, 21 years old, Next Level Fitness, we, uh, 2006, got a call, and she uh, overdosed on heroin and died. That was really hard. And But I'm thankful that she got back in my life, and it's, it's weird. A lot of fitness people I know that are in the helping people business have some really rough upbringings. And I don't know why they, we flock to fitness and helping people, but it's most of the people I know in as personal trainers or managers, and they've had not the shiniest upbringing and they're just doing some really special things. So I have a ton of respect for our industry of people helping people. So back to my dad. Fast forward, I'm not, I'm not going to go into everything and what happened after uh, when I was 16 with him and he gets divorced. He gets married again. Number four, he's amazing. He's a really good, good at getting married. And then the whole cycle started again. And I was old enough to be like, I'm out of here, bro. I left. And uh, when I was 18, I moved out. And I really haven't talked to him since for some other reasons. But let's get to the reason for all this. The story was back to that being thankful, even when it's hard. I got to witness, it's pretty amazing because my brother is four years older and he had two children. And I got to witness firsthand of someone that broke the cycle of my parents sucked, so I'm going to be a sucky parent because that's all I know. And that's, that's, the, that's the line my dad used on us. And I, just, I always thought that was a cop-out. No one ever taught me to be a good parent. Like, dude, that's why I'm like so impressed with men these days that I see. Women have always stepped up. They're always amazing, mothers. But men sucked for a long time. Uh, I just know that it was like common to be like, hey, dude, don't you have a kid? Yeah, I got a kid. Do you ever see him? No. Like nowadays I feel like, first of all, if I know someone that has children and they're just like nonchalant about it, I'm like, you're not someone I really want to associate with. So I won't. I'm like, that's terrible. But I don't really see that. Maybe it's just my circle, but I don't see dads not stepping up. And it makes me like, I just feel like it's another generation. like. Our generation is doing big parenting 
things, like especially the men, like I said earlier, the women just always got it and were always great. But like, I'm very proud of the men I see that are just, they're real fathers and they're, they're, they're being selfless and like taking the time with their children. So back to kind of lost my train of thought. Oh, my brother. Yes. So usually Ryan would like help me out right there, but he is not here. So I get to see my brother just be an amazing, amazing dad, like the best dad you could ever be. His kids just, they're his whole life. And that's like, yes. So I have a daughter and she's almost four and I get to live through her and I get to treat her how I wanted to be treated and how I should have been treated. And I have to be thankful for my dad. Like as shitty as it was growing up and being experiencing all that I did, it taught me, I don't like that. I don't want to do that to anyone else. I want my children to have a life of happiness and support and love and guidance and attention and affection, all that good stuff. So myself living through that rough period of my upbringing, it taught me to be a better father. And so I would always assume that I'm going to be a great dad no matter what, if I had the best upbringing. But I'm positive now that what I went through, my experiences made me into a great dad. And so that ties into being thankful even when it's hard. And so I'm thankful for my dad. I don't associate it with him. And it's not that I'm going to forget anything, but I am thankful because it shaped me who I am today. It's too bad Ryan's not here for this because Ryan has his own stories to tell and his really rough upbringing. But another dude, another great father that we were not set up. (laughs) We were not like set up to be like the most, the best parents, but we made the choice. Like we get the choice guys. We get the choice to use this as a crutch. Like I know my dad did. He was like, no one taught me how to be a good parent. Like I chose to take control. Like, no, 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 I'm not a victim. Sure. That sucked. And it, it, I would not wish that on anybody, but I'm in the control of how I treat people around me. And I didn't want to be playing the poor me card. I wanted to be like, no, 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 no. It stops. That was not cool. And I'm going to make sure that if I have the uh, responsibility to bring someone in this world, that I'm going to step up and make sure that they get the best chance to be the most successful and live the dreams they want. And that's what I got for you guys today. So being thankful, even when it's hard, think about your life, think about the grudges you hold that aren't serving you, and hopefully you could find things that you've learned from them that you could make them into a positive. Now, life is hard, but we get the opportunity to feel like if something is happening to you or happening for you, and it's a hard thing to differentiate, but when you decide that you're not a victim and you can control the way you react and the the way you act and the way you treat people, that's when you build confidence because you're like, this is what I can control and I'm going to do my best. Guys, happy Thanksgiving. Well, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow, but it won't be when you listen to this. But thanks for everything. Hopefully you got something from it. Let me know and keep living that fit and 42 life. And hopefully Ryan's back next time. Anyway, guys, Thanks for listening. Take care. Later. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs>